0: It is Tuesday on Daily Delivery. I'm Michael Rand, Patrick Roycey with me here. A lot of times, usually we do this on Mondays, but uh we were both out of town, Patrick. I was in North Carolina, which I talked about a lot on Monday's show. You were in uh Massachusetts at Harvard for the Harvard St. Thomas football game. Have your knees recovered from the walk up to the press box yet?
1: I'll tell you, it was a little tough Sunday. I'll tell you that. It was uh, I was I was taking about seven minutes to get up out of the chair. And then we flew back and in row 34, uh, middle, <laughs> yeah. middle seat and aisle and uh, window seat. And uh, I thought we were going to have to call the fire department to get me out of there. But uh, we, I'm, I'm, I'm better today. I bounced back. But uh, 102 steps from the bottom wow. to the top. And uh, you should go through this these catacombs you used to get up there. I, t- I'm telling everybody... I saw an apparition of of Grantland Rice on about the seventieth step that I took <laughs> back, in these, back in these. There's probably sports writers who died on the way up there. I thought I was going to be one of them, and uh, and it was uh, it was quite the experience. But uh, I said that they built that place in 1903. The shell of it, you know, the concrete that they put in and stuff. And it's all benches now. And it's, it's originally it was sixty some thousand. Now it holds thirty six thousand, but it's all benches. And I said, you know, they put at least five thousand bucks into it since nineteen oh three. This <laughs> it's a, it's a pretty well dump. But they're they're proud of the fact that they, you know, that they don't have these plush facilities for everybody. Forty two varsity sports. Wow. Squash. Sailing, everything known to imagine is a varsity sport there. 40, Forty-two of them, and uh, they got an athletic building about uh, the size of, uh, you know, the old uh, Cook Hall. It, uh, you know, <laughs> they, they don't exactly—they uh, don't have exactly have plush facilities, but uh, here's my favorite stat, though. Okay. From the whole trip, St. Thomas has eighty acres. Harvard has over 5,000. What? 5,000 <laughs> acres? Yes. They have oh, my goodness. Thing. So they they have all these open spaces back there along the river and uh, all these places. But, yeah, St. Thomas has got 80. They've got 5,000. So anyway, it was uh, the uh, Tommies got off to a pretty bad start. They uh, could have had a touchdown on their first drive. The quarterback held the ball and didn't throw to an open receiver. First handoff, they the other team gets the ball at the twenty one, they hand it off and the guy goes seventy nine yards. That's a bad start. So Yeah, it's just, kind so. of a, just nothing tricky about it. Just kind of burst off tackle and went all the way. And uh that was a, that was a sign of bad things to come. But it was an experience. I'm glad I went I talked to a couple of my buddies who've uh you know, Dan Shaughnessy's a friend of mine. I talked sure. to him and I told him I was there. And he said he had a daughter graduate there. He thinks it's the greatest place in the world. But uh, I don't think he goes to too many games and climbs those 102 steps. So <laughs> no. I, uh, it was an experience to say the least. So.
0: They're proud of the fact that they don't put their money into athletics. It seems like that they we, yeah, made, they yeah. remain
1: steadfast act,
0: a- academics first. The last institution in the country, perhaps, that has done that. Yeah,
1: yeah, and but they do have, as they say, unlimited. Yes, they yes. have over you know they have seventy five hundred undergraduates. They're pretty good sized, and I bet they have more graduate students than that walking around there too. It's uh, you know it's I mean they got all these. Great, uh, you know, medical schools and law schools and all that stuff. So, anyway, yeah, it's an impressive place. I've been over there once, but uh, never to the uh, never to the extent I was this time. So that was interesting.
0: Yeah, I've been on the campus a few times, just kind of to walk around and, and to hang out. But I've, I, I dare say, I've never really even paid attention to their athletic facilities. What are the? What's the game day atmosphere like? Not there? much. They, no?
1: not much on that day because. Uh, Oh, they had I bet they didn't have three thousand people Wow and, uh, there was about seven hundred Tommies there, and uh they might add three thousand Harvard people at the most. The students don't come, you know that maybe if they you know when they're playing Yale or somebody they might maybe come, but uh they didn't get too excited about playing St Thomas, so St Thomas was a lot more excited about playing them, but it's a great thing for uh you know the Tommies to uh, you know Glenn and Caruso are all fired up to play him, and he wants to keep playing Ivy League schools, and that'd be uh, that'd be fun because you know if you're going to compete at that level, uh, the Pioneer League is probably you know Division two at best, but uh, uh, you know you should be able to compete with an Ivy League school. And second half wasn't as bad as the first half. Yeah, it, it actually. Made a few plays, but they uh, they got caught by surprise that that team had as much speed as they had, and they uh, they they did not uh, you know they did not match up to the speed of Harvard. Harvard has good athletes, so yeah, so it was fun. It was it was okay.
0: North Carolina has some good athletes, Patrick, including their quarterback. We had an up close look at him on Saturday. Man, he's he's something. He's good. He threw for over four hundred yards against. Yeah. The Gophers. It was interesting. A couple of
1: bad picks. Didn't he? he? I didn't see the game, but he did. He kept it. He managed to. If he'd hit those, it would have really been a route. I mean, you look at stats and everything, you wonder how the Gophers were actually in the game. Yeah. Uh, You know, but uh, uh, yeah, he's he's a big old. He's a big old horse, man. He's uh, he looks like he can take the beating. That's for sure. So uh,
0: he can run too, though, which is kind of yeah. interesting. He can. He's, yeah. he's got some mobility to him. So he's so,
1: uh, he's supposed to be the second pick behind the guy from Southern Cal. Is that it? Yeah, he's or?
0: supposed to be a top five pick. At least he should be the second quarterback taken. I would think. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, the Gulfs are. Uh, uh, you know, I know Chip was a big believer in the quarterback. Our, the golf kid is a freshman, and he was mediocre in the opener. And he was, he I guess he was terrible uh, against North Carolina. Huh?
0: Yeah, uh, he was not Gulfs good. He was he was not accurate. He was kind of throwing it all over the place. It was it was rough. I mean, I you know it's too probably too early. I think some of some of the inaccuracy is. Hurrying, some of it looks like he just doesn't quite know when to take a little bit off, like the touch. But you do worry, like, oh, man, I can't remember what his exact numbers were, but it was like 11 for 29, 11 of 29 more. or something. Yeah, right. You yeah. Can't, at a certain point, you don't really teach accuracy, right? No. Like, that's that's kind of one of the hardest things I think to teach a quarterback is how to be more accurate. So I think we got to we gotta watch that for sure. And you know,
1: Justin Fields. Justin Fields, Yes. Yeah. he throws it where they are, not where they're going. That's uh, that's the big problem with quarterbacks to me. The the guy who can anticipate getting the ball out in front of people, behind people, where they can catch it, yep. and obviously this guy's a what's he a second year in the program, right? Uh, and, uh, he, he's been in the. He, was, he wasn't a redshirt, is he? He's not a third year in the program. I think he's third
0: year. I, I can't, I'm trying to remember for sure. Program? Yeah, because I mean, he played last year. I don't think he was a true freshman. They, he played they, last year.
1: Yeah, Yeah. well, anyway, he's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that. luckily they can go down and play poor, helpless Northwestern now, and the West looks worse. Their schedule looks pretty dang easy now. Michigan State, I mean, they got Ohio State and Michigan, okay. They're going to lose those, but Michigan State is like, Fired the coach and given up, and Northwestern is a walkover now, like they used to be. And uh, so you got, you know, there's you know, you, you got six and three as a possibility. I would think you split with Wisconsin and Iowa, you lose to Michigan, Ohio State. There's nobody else you should lose to. Illinois is bad, looks like. So you know, you got to beat them sometime, beat them so it's not, you know, they, they, you know, they'll go to another mediocre bowl game for sure. I would think.
0: Atmosphere in North Carolina. It was interesting. North Carolina is about like Minnesota. It feels like in terms of football, where their football program is at. Their stadium is not particularly nice or new, but it's almost the exact size of Huntington Bank Stadium, like a little over fifty thousand. And you know, we were walking through a little bit early to get to the game. But I, I described to the people I was with, I described the game day atmosphere, the the kind of the lead up to the atmosphere as. One third, um, one third football. Like, there are some people definitely there for the football. There's one third, like, southern dance, like a cotillion, maybe like a kind of a a feeling of uh, of a gathering for a fancy formal event, and like one third, um, 10 year old birthday party. So, it was was kind of a weird mix of like what they were trying, what the, the atmosphere they were trying to, um, put forth. But you know, I think, I think North Carolina's a little bit excited now. They, you know, they've got a good team this year and. It's not like going to an SEC school and seeing that, but you know, it's, it's it was a, it was a it was well, One good.
1: thing down there is, it's not like Minnesota theoretically has got the entire state, you know, at least in football. And North Carolina has got four schools within thirty miles. Yes, of them. that's true. conference, so it's uh it's a, it's a, it's a completely different thing, and you know, you got. You got a lot more people that hate North Carolina than love them, you know. So that's uh, that's that's part of the 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 vibe down there. It's completely different. And I think how many how many Division One programs and then when you throw in all the other ones. Oh yeah, basketball. There's about fifteen of them, and football. There's probably eight or ten. So uh, yeah, it's not uh, you know it's it's not like you don't have the captured audience. That's that's for sure that you do. And it's more of a basketball school, yeah, really, so for sure. You know, yeah. it's 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 probably the one state in the union that one one or two states in the union that basketball is more important than football. So yeah. anyway, uh, you know, I I I've never seen a football game down there. I've walked by the stadium, but i you know, it's a beautiful campus. It stuff. is very nice. Yeah, you know, nice golf course. I played the golf course there, so.
0: I wonder if I wonder if we set a record Saturday for closest closest Big Ten games together because Duke played Northwestern on the same
1: oh, really? day in Duke and you know uh, 15, I bet they had about ten thousand people for that game <laughs> <laughs> for that game the battle of the intellects there but Duke's 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 good, good though
0: didn't they beat Clemson this year
1: You know the the, the weirdest thing about uh, yeah they beat Clemson the weirdest thing about uh, uh, college football at this moment, look at the ratings. The conference that's breaking up has like seven teams in the top 25. Yeah, right. including Oregon State, Washington State, Washington, Oregon. That conference is loaded. I mean, Stanford's terrible and Cal's terrible. But, uh, you know, Southern Cal's got the Heisman Trophy winner and uh, the conference that's given it up. Is the best conference in the country right now because the SEC is having a bad year. They're, yeah, uh, Alabama's they're
0: not losing, much good.
1: They're losing a lot of games, so uh, it's a, it's a weird. It's really weird when you think that that league is done. Do you it's, think? It, 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 I just don't you know, Oregon State, Washington State, and Stanford in the ACC. That's the goofiest thing. Ridiculous. Ever,
0: it's the ever wrong ever, coast. Uh, do you yeah. now, do you think they yeah. might just wake up one morning and be like, "What did we do? Why did we, yeah. I mean?" Or do you think they're just going to be cashing the checks and they don't care? I, I mean, I, I
1: guess <laughs> a cash check, but I really think that, uh, that somehow this should have become a, a football thing and that everything else should have stayed. The, the trouble is football tries to hoard all its money. Like, over here to you they spend all the money they possibly can we're talking about all the money we're bringing in and they're paying for the other programs blah 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 they should be playing a lot more for the other programs they're wasting incredible amounts of money just because they're bringing it in so they feel like they should keep spending it 22 assistant coaches what a bunch of crap that is or whatever it is and they should you know you should uh, be they they shouldn't just be spending all the money and they they can possibly spend, but that's the way the college football is operating now. That they 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 figure since they're bringing in uh, unlimited money, they should be able to spend unlimited money. So that's ridiculous. Grand Casino would like to take a moment and salute the true football fan, the passion, the hope, the anticipation that incomparable feeling of winning grand casino would also like to take a moment to remind you that you can find all that anticipation thrill and winning at grand casino grand casino let your story begin switching gears
0: i i know from talking to you at the beginning of the show and i anticipated it anyway henry boucher we learn overnight basically right before that that he's passed away age 72 what I mean, he predates me obviously, but I know a lot of his backstory. What you know, what springs to mind as you kind of think about that life?
1: Well, I uh, I first saw him at Drake Arena in uh, Saint Paul uh, when I was his senior year in high school. I just got to the Saint Paul paper and i went over in drake arena back then didn't have any heat in it and uh i think they made the ice by opening the door and uh, <laughs> it was a, i remember was just a frozen december night like i think it was during christmas basically and uh, they came down for a visit and i'd heard about him and i got to see him and he was uh i mean you got to think you know who his defensive partner was Alan Hanks, who played 550 games in the, nice. the NHL and the WHA. So, that, that you know, this little town up there on the Lake of the Woods has got those two guys. But Henry was uh, going to be a, uh, you know, with, with he had the maladies that took place. But the 1969 state hockey tournament, I I haven't covered many of them. I kind of avoided it. But I always figured after I covered the best one ever, why bother to go anymore? <laughs> from right. It was the best one ever, War roadie Dinah. First year at Met Center, first year that they replaced, uh, that they left St. Paul. You know, they went back when they built Civic Center. But yep. <laughs> uh, it was the first time it became a statewide event, really, 1969, because they went to Met Center. And instead of having 9,000 people cramped into a dumpy little building over in St. Paul, it kind of became us, and, and then you ended up. The, the great attraction of the high school basketball tournament was always big versus small. You know, when uh, you know, like Edgerton, nineteen sixty, little tiny place right. wins the one class, and that tournament gave that hockey that big versus small. Warroad versus Edina for the state title game, and and then when Henry got boarded by uh, Jim Knutson. And he had to leave the game, kind of got a concussion. He lost, ear, eardrum popped. They had to take that That crowd. That could have been uh, Indiana and Bobby Knight playing basketball against uh, the Gophers. Uh, the crowd was so hostile towards Edina the rest of that night, 15,000. I mean, there were 3,000 yeah. of people there, but the other 12,000 were vicious, uh against the di that they were against the Di anyway when the game started right after after henry got knocked out but henry's almost a tragic figure you know dave forbes basically ruined the vision in his one eye with a stick out at Met's right. center and he, henry's head you know he had a drinking problem and everything but he was a uh, he was i got to know him better in the last 10 12 years and i knew him when he played and sure. uh I covered him some, and he was really a really a good guy. I mean, he just he he had all these obstacles in life. He always managed to be optimistic that something was good was going to happen to him. He's he was he was. I had him on a radio show two three times, and uh, came in the studio. And you just he's just a guy that you really always wanted to root for. He had immense talent that ended up. Uh, having it taken away from him uh, in that long NHL career, here's a you know the first real sad thing is uh, he was going to be a Gopher. You know, 1960, 1969, the graduating class in nineteen sixty nine had Mike Antonovich from Colerain who came wow. to the U. Yep, had Dean Blaze from International Falls who came to the U. The Blazer and Henry was supposed to be the third, and they couldn't get Henry into school. Cause back then I was we worried about academics too much and it was all class rank. And he wasn't yeah. a good, student. he wasn't a good student up there. It wasn't, wasn't the fact that he wasn't a smart guy. It was just, he didn't, you know, I think he just paid attention to hockey when he was a kid sure. and he got, he got behind and he had the local crash class rank and they couldn't get him into school. And, uh, so he went up and played in Canada for a half a year or something but if he'd come down and played three years with the Gophers I mean he would be before he turned pro if he'd played three years with the Gophers he'd be a legend of a legend oh, you know? yeah. because if he'd, if he'd been down there now they didn't have great years they had a good year in the first year but they didn't have great years then but if they had uh, Boucher, Boucher with uh, with uh, Antonovich and Blaise, uh that would have been you know that would have been a precursor to Herbie winning the national championships, and uh, that would have been uh, quite the group. But it never, it never happened. Uh, Sonmore tells like some great stories about trying to recruit Henry back in the day, but uh, uh, one of his guys, uh, you know, it was all based on class rank and and what your grades had been and classes you'd taken and. And he, he had one of his uh, recruiters up there, Georgie Lyon. They used to be used to use. Uh, you could use boosters as recruiters back then. <laughs> it's come Georgie, full circle. Was up, Georgie was up there to seal the deal. And he says, the only problem is we have to get somebody to tell the girl who thought she was going to be the valedictorian that she's going to be the salutatorian. You got to move Henry's class rank up to get him in school. But uh, <laughs> never never came off but he's a, you know he was always there was always talk of a documentary about henry and stuff like this and he became very outspoken for the ojibways and uh you know he did a lot of work for them and uh he moved back and forth and all around and had different jobs and sold real estate and there was always, you know, he never had any, he got a, a settlement from the yeah,
0: I saw that, yeah.
1: NHL, uh, uh, supposedly a million bucks. But by the time the lawyers took it, I don't know how much he got, but uh, I don't want to say he was a sad character because he always was optimistic. You know, he was always optimistic right. that something was right around the corner and uh, he was really a good guy. I liked him a lot and he was a, immensely He's still the best, you know, I'm not an expert on high school hockey by any means, but he's the best I've ever seen. So see, anyway, it's too bad. And I had yeah. no idea. I talked to Jess Myers and, Yep. you know, Jess, Jess was a War Road guy. Yeah, oh said, yeah, that's right. He said he'd seen him two, three months ago up there and he really looked he looked frail and uh but he didn't Jess didn't really know what was going on with him, sure. but he looked he looked like uh he kinda lived a hard life there for a while, so Anyway, it was, uh you know, we were trained on the river, man. Yep, Indian kid skating up and down the river and becoming a great, uh, great, great hockey player.
0: Yeah, it was a, it's a tremendous story. I mean, you wish it would have turned out differently. Obviously, the you know the play in the NHL that we talked about, you talked about in reference. Now, man, the old NHL is just wild. I was just looking at some of his oh, old his yeah. old stats, like one of his last seasons in the NHL was for a team that I, for some reason, never knew existed. The Kansas City Scouts. Who were the yeah, Kansas City Scouts?
1: They were the Avalanche, I believe. No, no, they weren't. They were, did they go to Quebec and then Quebec? No, they didn't. I don't know. Where I'm, I'm going to look. They went to, uh, I can't
0: remember. I'm looking Open at, the, oh, they, they became the New Jersey Devils.
1: Oh, yes, that's right. That's right. Were they an expansion team, though? No, I think they came from someplace else before that.
0: Yeah, they, were an, ex- they were an expansion team. They played, two, oh. looks like they played two years in Kansas City, then they became the Colorado Rockies. Yes. That and then was they went it. to, then they became New Jersey.
1: Yeah, they were the original Colorado Rockies, was a hockey team.
0: Oh, yeah. I, how did I not remember that, that Kansas City was. I didn't like, that's a, that's just a small piece of I, hockey I didn't history. Remember. I, didn't I thought
1: the Colorado team went to Kansas city, but maybe no, I, I, in, I'm wrong. Now. They
0: started in Kansas city and the the year he was there in 75, 76, they went 12, 56 and 12.
1: That's the and way three different coaches. That's the way expansion teams are supposed to be. None of yes. this. Right. But Las Vegas the best team in history cuz just cuz they gave you a bunch of money. Las Vegas six years. They've won they've won 40 some. We've won 20 playoff games since the Wild got here they've won like 50.
0: Yeah. You know, know.
1: Six years. Expansion teams are supposed to stink. What happened yes. to that?
0: You know. Well, that's- they sure did back then, especially the Kansas City one. Oh, man, they were terrible. They had, no, one, they, no. had a co- they had a coach that was one twenty three and eight before they fired him
1: <laughs> how about Babcock getting tri- fired about this thing I mean he's a crazy guy but what was the deal he just said hey here's a picture of my family let me see the picture of your family and he ends up getting fired it's uh I I mean I know yeah. he I know he's a hardcore guy of all time but what a what a weird deal unbelievable I don't know the NHL is still behind the times. I think I don't know what the hell. Yeah, I was when I wrote about the Brad Maxwell when he died a, a week ago or so. Yeah, uh, I gave some video of some of the fights he had. Man,
0: oh I, yeah, it was <laughs>
1: unbelievable the way they went at it. And then I get all these comments. Yeah, the NHL made a big mistake getting rid of fighting like <laughs> this. Oh, okay.
0: Like, no, I don't yeah. think so
1: yeah that's good that's good
0: okay i don't know if the family of four from woodbury wants to see a lot of blood yeah. on the ice i don't know maybe oh, maybe no. something oh yeah. um, patrick we, we'll, let's scoot over to the vikings for a bit because they signed it sounds like they're going to sign this guard finally dalton Reisner. Yeah. i don't know why they didn't just do it three weeks ago and maybe yeah. win. maybe win one of these games with a better offensive line but it sounds like they got him is it I mean it's not too late. They're only 0 and 2, but you look at the stats, huh. Patrick, like 10% of the teams who start 0 and 2 yeah. are you bound to make the playoffs. They lose Sunday, Patrick. What what if they lose oh, Sunday? In trouble. If what if they lose stuff Sunday? Cuz nobody back. comes back from yeah. 0 and 3.
1: One thing I've been pointing out though is uh, with that stat that uh, only 10% make it, but yeah. there's now extra teams. So, so and you're playing and you know, they're playing in the AL Central too that. Yes. That's, that's true. That helps. If they go nine and eight, they win in the division. Okay. Because Detroit's an imposter and the bears are horrible and the Packers aren't very good. So, uh, but, uh, you know, they, the chargers, the chargers are going to fire their coach if they lose here. I yes. Would they're just
0: they as desperate. They're two. Also, everybody. So.
1: Thought, yeah. But the, here's the thing. LA has got a high power offense, but they stink on defense. So uh, I, I don't think you're going to be facing the pass rush that they've faced. Right. And you're going to have to be really bad to turn it over th- four times like you've been doing every right. other game. So, uh, you know, it it should end up. I, I'm sure they'll move the ball against this defense, but uh, uh, it, it it should be a – it should be an actual high scoring game. I would think in this, the, you know, if cousins keep throwing the ball and what the receivers they have and what the chargers defense, they should score in the thirties. I would think. And I, I would think they're going to win the game, but it's no sense. I mean, they can come out and uh, last year they'd uh, lost. Uh, they were eight and one and had two fumbles lost. This year they're all in two and a half, six lost. Right. <laughs> and it was yeah. an interception. I mean, uh, how about this rotten running game, though? Yeah, Man, it's terrible. It's brutal. You know, Dalvin somewhere. Dalvin is laughing, although not really because he, <laughs> he fumbled making, the other day too. You know, he uh, he fumbled and he's only making what three and a half million or something right. like that. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, I mean, but our whole deal about yeah, we don't need Dalvin. You don't need a running back. Well, Madison is you know he's getting you know he's got some racial slurs aimed at him from idiots but uh i mean he hadn't done anything so uh, i don't know they're uh uh actually you look at that philadelphia game and you look at the stats of that game you wonder how as close as it was how they were in the game What 39 minutes right they uh, philadelphia had the ball 39 minutes or something didn't yeah. They,
0: they, oh, yeah. They I mean, they ran it. They ran it for two hundred and fifty nine right. yards or something. Yeah, they
1: yeah. just ran the ball. So it's uh, it's amazing as close as it is. But uh, you know, I I don't know. They're defensively uh, the the big change to Brian Flores isn't exactly worked yet. So we'll see if they uh, we'll see if that uh, you know they got to get some. Why don't they have Harrison Smith up there trying to stop the run and stuff? They must yeah. be terrified of their must be terrified of their cornerbacks or something that they are afraid to, you know, they got to, you know, get some guys up there and stop the run for God's sake. Why Harrison Smith should be another linebacker. If a team's running against you like that. Right.
0: I don't know. The line is chargers by a point and a half.
1: Really? Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people thought the chargers were going to be good.
0: Yeah.
1: Can a team ever, Recover from blowing a twenty-seven lead? And, uh, it was it twenty-seven nothing?
0: Yeah, that was, the, uh, And I remember record, watching.
1: I remember watching lead. that game.
0: Yeah, I remember watching that game in the U.S. Bank Stadium uh, press box before the Vikings lost to the Giants, and everyone was like, "What is going on here? This is unbelievable!" Did you see,
1: somebody asked Daley about it at the it at the press conference, and he got a little upset. He says, "Is this a carryover from blowing that 27 <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah, well, somebody should have asked that question, but you know, he's a he's a former St. Thomas assistant. That's right. That's right. Something he's got connections there. He's uh, but uh, you not gonna. Everybody was surprised he got back that he didn't get fired this last offseason. Yeah, but he's uh, definitely going out. That what a terrible situation that team's in. There to the number two. Tenant, it's a beautiful stadium, but you're right. the number two tenant. The other team's keeping all the money. You could be in San Diego if you weren't with such a bunch of idiots. So, uh, uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know who I like in that game. I guess I, I guess I like the Vikings because they're home. Then, yeah. that's the reason. That's
0: you, the reason. These, I mean, this is this is this is the way too premature chatter that's been starting already, and it's just just because it's fun and because people need something to talk about when their team is 0-2. But like what at what point do the Vikings get to this season where they if they keep losing, let's say they lose I mean, let's say they lose Sunday and they're 0-3. Maybe that's not the point yet, because you got some winnable games coming up. But like let's say they get to a point where they're one and five or two and five or something like that. And the trade deadline's sitting right there, like do you think these guys would ever think about just unloading everybody, like unloading Cousins, unloading Hunter, and just being like, okay, it's this just, is a re- this a, is a finally a true rebuild?
1: That doesn't happen in the NFL. though. No. they they the trading deadline in the NFL is about four trades. They true, don't
0: trade. that's true. They don't
1: trade at all. No, they're not trading Cousins because nobody'll, you know, by then who's you know unless somebody, you know, unless somebody thinks they're going to the Super Bowl and their Jets. Jets hurt. baby. Uh, Jets are not, you know, you know, they're, they're, they already, they can't, no, no team in the world can afford to have two quarterbacks they actually, make that of money.
0: They can though. Cause cousins would only cost them about 5 million by that point.
1: Oh, well. uh, I don't know. I mean, well, yes. And by that point, they're also going to be uh two and five, just like you That's are. That's probably true. Cause no, Zach Wilson's not. terrible. Yeah, boy, is he? He was a uh, how high a draft choice. Number was he?
0: two. Number two overall.
1: Boy, there's been a lot of people wrong, haven't there? <laughs> Trey Land. Trey Land. <laughs> I mean, that should just be the
0: name of this whole segment. Boy, there's been a lot of people wrong, haven't there?
1: Yeah. Justin <laughs> Field is terrible. And uh, you know, that's you know, the Bears are back. Okay. Now we can get the number one. We got to get the number one draft choice for the quarterback to get. to get. Now we're going to get another quarterback that's going to be the franchise because we invested in this guy and he's terrible. Where would Trey Lance end up?
0: Uh, Dallas, right? Didn't Dallas take Dallas? him? Yeah, Dallas took him for a fourth by, round pick.
1: And by the way, they look great. But yes. then I remember they looked great last year. And yeah. All of a sudden, went in the tank. Yeah. But they... They Dak looks better, but Dak looked better last year. Then he was terrible for five well, games. So.
0: Their defense, though, their defense looks really good too. So they have yeah, got they, they've got something cooking. They may you know I'm not saying they're something always seems to happen to them, but they they look yeah. awfully well, good just, so far.
1: Just remember that. Yeah, I have a new theory. By the way, everybody, you know, I heard uh, I actually heard the uh, Pete Nigerian and he on with Dave Schwartz right? on the on the on WCCO. The old Sid shows now. Yeah those two guys and Schwartz was going on and on about how they don't try to fix their offensive line. They've, they've let the offensive line go. Well, that's not true. They've taken a bunch of number ones, a bunch of number twos. And here's the problem. They, they don't, a, they don't all work out. It is the, it is the worst position to fill in sports. And because You're asking 315-pound men to perform acts that should be performed by 240 pounds. You're asking them to be much more athletic than 315-pound men can be. That's why they're getting hurt all the time. That's why David Bakhtari, who the Packers keep year after year, plays four games a year. He's Byron Buxton, and they keep saying, well, Bakhtari's hurt. Yeah no kidding he's always hurt and the offensive line there you know whose offensive line makes it from start to finish through 17 games yeah. nobody right. and you know so okay turns out ingram can't play but then it also turns out teresa gets hurt it also turned out o'neill missed half a last season It also they get hurt because they're huge men being asked to perf- back in the day, you had five guys that kind of plowed straight ahead, and once in a while, a guy pulled. Now they got them trying to do all these right. uh, things that huge men cannot do, and they're all getting hurt. And it's not because they've ignored the offensive line; it's because they, you know, if you if you draft five of them, at first or second, and turns out two of them aren't good. Yeah, you didn't ignore it. You were wrong. <laughs> you know, right, you were right you sometimes. Get, you were wrong it, sometimes, sometimes and that yes, adds up to that adds up sports. to being
0: pretty mediocre.
1: Yes, but then it's it's not. Uh, you know they they should have they should have as good a pair of tackles as there is in the league. But is Darsaw going to be a guy who gets hurt all the time? I don't know. You know yeah, he's been know. hurt now. He's been hurt two years in a row. So yeah, it's I don't know. It's uh, but it's it's the worst. You know. It's the worst job in sports, being an offensive lineman. There's no doubt about it. So, oh yeah,
0: you get all the, all yeah. of the, all of the blame, none of the glory. It's, it's, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. By the way, yeah. I think going, I think going forward, we're going to have a segment every week called "Boy." There's sure been a lot of people wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've yeah, well,
0: yeah, decided yeah. right now. That's great. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. speaking of yeah. boy, there's the been. A, way, oh, we, go ahead. Yeah. Uh,
1: the Twinks, we were feeling pretty dang good. Well, was, was gonna, that was my
0: transition, yeah.
1: Yesterday, Intel Correa had left after the first inning. So, uh, and Joe and Joe Ryan is maybe not your third starter. So, who, who yeah,
0: is. who is? I was going to ask you that. I'd who is?
1: Maeda, but I bet right now it's Maeda. because ah. uh, he's got savvy. If nothing else, but that stuff he throws is so mediocre. Yeah, but Joe Ryan has hit the wall, man. It's uh, the league has figured him out. So they had him throwing more breakers. They were hitting his fastball. They had him throwing more breaking balls yesterday. He can't throw his breaking ball for strikes. So he's getting behind in the count. So, uh, you know, he just, he's lost velocity and uh, he just, you know, wore down, I think. I don't know. But so you, you got two really good starters, but I don't know who the third starter is uh, here for the playoffs. And you don't want to have to go into playoffs with Kyle Farmers, your shortstop, no matter what you're saying about Correa ladies, no. as, a, as a hitter. But, uh, yeah, him, that didn't look good yesterday. All of a sudden, he has to leave after the first inning. And then all the quotes in today's paper are, uh, you know, well, this is – I was feeling great. Now I feel terrible. Yeah. So, it's uh, – yeah, that would be a bad deal if he went into the playoffs that way because uh, – but aren't, aren't Royce Lewis's numbers un- incredible? Uh, he's, forget the grand slams and everything. His RBIs are amazing. He's he, over 50. Yeah. He's, he's over 50 RBIs.
0: It seems like every time he comes up with people on base, he does, you know, he clears mm-hmm. them. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And he's, I don't know if that's, you know, some of this is just sample size, but some of it just seems like him. Like he wants yeah. to be up in those situations. He's the supremely confident, but not arrogant athlete. Like I, now, I don't know. Yeah, we're, we're, way, he, we're way ahead of it with him, but I, I see a trajectory for him of like I already think he's one of their best leaders they've had in a long time. And leadership and he, is he, you he know
1: not a lead by verbally yelling at anybody or anything. It's 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 just by being a big personality yeah. and, and caring about everybody. It's uh it's uh, it's, uh, it's uh, I mean he's I'm sure he's in that clubhouse running around at how oh, you how know, what you what you doing what you do your day off kind of guy you know right. so. Uh, yeah, uh, he's uh yeah, he's been a he's been amazing. And I think we talked about this last time we were together, but uh, you know, the vibe of this team. Totally. He's changed the vibe of, we like him. We like this yes. team now. Cause they yes. have, yeah. We didn't like him all summer No, they couldn't get we him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and, and uh you know, people are you know, you're just feeling better about him. He's like you got your uh, you got your Anthony Edwards and you got your uh, Justin Jefferson and uh, now you, you got Kirill your
0: Kirill you know.
1: Well, as a player, as yeah, you know, oh, a sure yeah. right,
0: right, right. Yeah, but
1: yeah, but I mean, yeah, a lot of Kaprizov jerseys and everybody likes him. And now you got now the Twins got their guy, got their they do. popular player. So uh, I uh, they you know they uh, Cincinnati they looked terrible last night, but uh, they're you know Cleveland's losing all the time so they're they're in the playoffs so uh, they're not gonna it's not gonna be an easy draw man especially if it turns out to be Toronto I don't know what's gonna happen but what one team's out right uh Seattle and Texas and Toronto one of those three is not gonna be it
0: or Houston if they if if Houston doesn't win win.
1: the. no but Houston is I mean yeah, yeah, that's right. If Houston slipped down, yeah, uh to, to, but you're going to play number 6, right? So Yeah, you play, play, the, you play 6, you
0: play, the, you play the you play the
1: third wild card. Team, the third wild card. Make any difference, it's going to be a good club.
0: Yeah, the third wild card is going to be like a 92 game winner this year. It's going to be yeah, just pretty good. Yeah,
1: yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, yeah. they're uh yeah, but they're all of a sudden they're a little. The, the bullpen looks good, and they look a little thin and starting pitching. So maybe let's do Marlin, a- as, as we talked about, Louis Barlin has helped the bullpen a lot. Uh, we all, I think, we've been saying for a month that
0: he's a reliever.
1: You know, comes yeah. in and throws strikes instantly, and throws heck, he's hitting a hundred now. So uh, he'll the bullpen will be fine. But uh, I don't know if you got a third starter for the playoffs.
0: Bullpen game. Who knows what they'll do? I don't know what they'll do if they get to that don't, point.
1: Don't tell me that.
0: Yeah, no, I, can, I mean, not a not a traditional bullpen game, but it could be the kind of game where four guys pitch because they don't love any of them. And, <laughs> and,
1: and congratulations to Rocco, Enzo, and Nino are the uh, two kids. Nice. I, I texted him last night, and uh, and he responded. He says they're uh, they're everybody's good. Enzo and Nino. And luckily, they have their mother's nose, he said. <laughs> so, yeah, seemed to be a happy man. So oh, That's uh, good. He got, he got the two twins. I'm sure he'll take the rest of the Cincinnati series off and greet the team when they come home to play. Who? I don't know. They don't. Uh, They've got a bunch of dogs. in the nothing but losers. The Angels,
0: the Angels, the hey, Oakland, Rockies, right? and the Royals Oakland. left? Or A's? I can't remember. So it's no, three oh, bad yeah. teams left. The
1: A's, yeah, yeah.
0: All righty, all righty, sir. Well, we'll have uh, I'll get we'll get our links talk on tomorrow's show. I've got Youngblood on, but uh, we'll see if they uh, we'll see if the fighting Cheryl's can get this thing done, Pat.
1: Well, if they'll only listen to her, if they are only pay attention, because we never get surprised. The other team throws the ball inside, and you know they have a better inside player than us and scores. They should never score inside though, because Cheryl told them they're going to try to score inside. So uh, that's uh, she just. She hasn't been surprised. What was the record end up being? 19 and 21. 21. 21 times they were fully prepared. They just didn't listen to her. Unbelievable. So, see, <laughs> All right. see All right. Patrick. They only listen to her Wednesday. They're in good shape. See you. <laughs> See you, Patrick. Bye. All right.